few places on this planet are more mysterious and impenetrable than the dense Amazon rainforest. This sprawling jungle is roughly the size of the contiguous United States, and borders seven countries and one overseas territory within South America. Though parts of it have been mapped, the latest as recently as the last century, the truth of the matter is that much of its interior remains unexplored. It's a place where complex human civilization has been deemed nearly impossible to exist. But is this true? Since the days of Spanish and Portuguese conquest in South America, rumors have circulated about an advanced society that once thrived deep within the Amazon jungle. Stories of untold riches and vast wealth have lured countless explorers and expeditions to their untimely demises searching for it, but perhaps none is as famous as the man who's the subject of today's episode. In 1925, a British explorer named Percy Fawcett embarked on such a journey with his son Jack and Jack's best friend Raleigh Rommel in search of what Fawcett had dubbed the City of Z, the remnants of an indigenous civilization that, he believed, had once thrived in the verdant rainforest. Shortly thereafter, he, his son, and Rommel simply vanished without a trace, never to be seen or heard from again. In the years since the team's disappearance, a number of theories as to their fates have circulated amongst historians, anthropologists, and archaeologists alike, but the primary questions remain. What happened to Fawcett and his traveling companions? What and where exactly is the so-called Lost City of Z? And has Fawcett's proposed indigenous society been found at last? I'm Chester Sakamoto, your host, and welcome to the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. Many of us are familiar with the cinematic exploits of Indiana Jones, whether he's keeping a biblical relic from falling into the hands of the Nazis, or squaring off against a murderous Thugi cult in the mountainous region of India. We've sat enthralled, eyes glued to the screen, as we've joined him on his many adventures. While such stories may seemingly be the stuff of Hollywood make-believe, what if I told you that he is, in fact, based upon a real person? As you may have guessed by now, the inspiration for Dr. Jones is none other than Colonel Percy Fawcett, whose own escapades rival and sometimes even surpass those of his fictional counterpart. Born in Devon, England in 1867, you could say that Fawcett had adventure and exploration in his DNA. His father, Edward Boyd, was a member of Britain's Royal Geographical Society, while his older brother, Edward Douglas, was a mountain climber, a practitioner of Eastern meditation and occultism, and the author of countless books on philosophy. Fawcett had a strict military education, which no doubt proved beneficial on his many expeditions. He first attended the Royal Military Academy, Woolwich, just outside of London, and was commissioned as a lieutenant of the Royal Artillery in 1886. In 1896, he was made an adjutant, or administrative assistant to a senior officer, of the Duke of Cornwall's 1st Cornwall Artillery Volunteers, and, a year and a half later, was promoted to the rank of captain. Over the next few years, he served overseas while being stationed in such far-flung places as Malta, Hong Kong, and Ceylon, now Sri Lanka, where he met his future wife, Nina Agnes Patterson. The two were married in 1901 and had three children, two sons, Jack and Brian, and a daughter, Joan. That same year, Fawcett joined the Royal Geographical Society in order to study cartography and surveying, but it would be another five years before a fateful offer was placed before him that would launch his lifelong interest in South America. In 1906, the Royal Geographical Society approached Fawcett with a proposition to help the Brazilian government map out a remote speck of jungle on the border it shares with Bolivia. Brazil had commissioned the RGS to act as a neutral third-party intermediary in order to determine the ownership of local national interests. 
Arriving in La Paz, Bolivia in June of that year, he spent over a year in the Amazon, surveying the land and recording his encounters with all manner of exotic flora and fauna. While there, he also struck up friendly relations with several tribes of the region. As an explorer, he was known for his kindness, patience, and diplomacy, especially with indigenous peoples. Between 1906 and 1924, he would make a whopping seven expeditions to Amazonia, in which he would help fill in many of the blank spots on the map of South America. However, about a year before the outbreak of World War I, he would happen upon a discovery that would change his life forever. Sometime in 1913, during yet another foray into the Brazilian rainforest, Fawcett became aware of a document that was kept at the National Library of Brazil. This document, known as Manuscript 512, reportedly contained detailed information about a civilization that had once thrived deep within Amazonia, a place that for centuries had been believed to be inhospitable for complex human societies. Attributed to Portuguese explorer Joao da Silva Guimarães in 1753, the text describes the ruins of a city with roads, arches, a temple with hieroglyphics, and a statue dedicated to an unknown deity or ruler. Inflamed by the possibilities of such a document, he paid the National Library a visit and read for himself the full account. The following year, in 1914, he proposed the idea of what he dubbed an indigenous civilization deep within the Amazon jungle to the Royal Geographical Society, and, though he was chided and ridiculed for his theories, he nevertheless remained determined to find the lost city which he famously dubbed Z. It's important to note that, even in Fawcett's own time, the concept of a civilization hidden within the Amazon rainforest was not a new one. In fact, it had its origins in the 16th century, when the conquistador Francisco Pizarro, the man responsible for overthrowing the Inca Empire and claiming Peru for Spain, first heard tales from the Incas about a city of gold in the jungles of what is now Brazil. The stories he related to his superiors in Spain were far too tantalizing to ignore. He wrote of a city whose roads, buildings, and even its citizens were covered in gold. Dubbed El Dorado in Spanish, for the people who reportedly adorned themselves in gold dust, his accounts, as well as the promise of vast wealth and eternal glory, launched numerous failed expeditions, many of which were met with misfortune at the hands of wildlife, disease, or hostile native populations. But unlike those earlier failed attempts, Fawcett knew better, or at least so he thought. Having been to the Amazon previously, he knew what to expect in regards of terrain and therefore knew how to prepare. Not only that, but based upon the information from Manuscript 512, he was able to conjecture the whereabouts of the ruins, though it never explicitly states anywhere in the text exactly where they're located. He placed them in the Mato Grosso region of western Brazil. Confident and determined as ever, he planned to return to Amazonia in 1914, but the outbreak of World War I thwarted his plans. Despite the fact that he was a few years shy of 50, he nonetheless volunteered as a reserve officer in the Royal Artillery, serving in Flanders, Belgium, and commanding an artillery brigade there. Throughout his service, he received three mentions and dispatches from Field Marshal Sir Douglas Haig in 1916, 1917, and 1918, respectively, and was awarded the Distinguished Service Order in June 1917. After the war, he returned to Brazil to study archaeology, and, in 1920, embarked on a solo attempt to find Z, only to fall prey to a particularly nasty fever and having to resort to shooting his horse. Thus he returned to Britain and the Royal Geographical Society with his tail between his legs, but he refused to give up. In 1925, unable to obtain funding from the RGS in light of his previous debacle, Fawcett received financing from a London-based group known as the Glove. With monetary concerns out of the way, he focused on forming an expeditionary team consisting of his elder son, Jack, and Jack's best childhood friend, Raleigh Rommel. 
His reason for only choosing two companions was, as he related to a friend and fellow RGS member, quote, for their health, ability, and loyalty to each other, and to travel lighter and to gain less notice from native tribes, some of whom are hostile to outsiders, end quote. Fawcett, who had years of exploratory and travel experience, packed all the necessary supplies and equipment, including sufficient provisions for the three of them, flares, guns, a sextant, a device used for measuring distance, and a chronometer to measure time. On April 20th that same year, the trio, accompanied by two Brazilian laborers, eight mules, two horses, and a pair of dogs, disembarked from Cuiabá, the capital of the Mato Grosso region of Brazil, and made their way into some of the most remote and densest stretches of jungle in Amazonia. A little over a month later, on May 29th, Fawcett sent word to his wife that he and his crew had arrived at a place he dubbed Dead Horse Camp, as it was close to the location of his previous expedition in which he'd had to shoot his horse. Located near the Shingu River, a tributary of the Amazon River, he wrote that he would be venturing into unknown territory with just his son, Jack, and Jack's friend, Raleigh. While the tone of the letter was generally optimistic, it would be the last time his wife or anybody would ever hear from him again. So what exactly happened to Percy and Jack Fawcett and Raleigh Rommel? There are countless theories, ranging from the most plausible to the most outlandish, and some simply don't match up with the facts surrounding the three men or the circumstances in which they found themselves. The most prevalent theory is that they were likely ambushed and killed by one of the tribes who didn't take kindly to outsiders. While this may be a possibility, Fawcett's knowledge of and interactions with various indigenous peoples of the region make it seem unlikely that he would venture into hostile territory. However, the Kalapalo tribe, one of the largest in the Mato Grosso region and with whom Fawcett was on good terms, have an oral tradition involving Fawcett and his companions. In it, they tell of seeing smoke from the trio's campfire for five days before suddenly and unexpectedly being extinguished. While it's possible that the men simply moved on, the Kalapalo firmly believe that they indeed fell prey to a particularly vicious tribe. Others believe that the trio simply died of natural causes, having succumbed to various health crises miles away from civilization in the jungle. We may never know what fate they met on that perilous journey, and their bodies have never been recovered, but it's safe to say that they too died there, as many others before them had, searching in vain for what most of the world passed off as a myth. And what of Fawcett's claims of the lost city he called Z? Was his search in vain? Is it really just a myth whose existence is confined to an 18th century document housed within the National Library of Brazil? To end on a positive note, in 2003, Michael Heckenberger of the University of Florida and a team of archaeologists unearthed traces of plazas, bridges, and roads in, you guessed it, the Shingu River region of Mato Grosso, exactly where Fawcett believed his lost city to be located. In an article for NBC News, Kathleen Wren describes the findings of Heckenberger's team. Centuries-old remains of roads that appear to link a network of large villages in a carefully organized grid-like pattern have been discovered. The residents dug enormous ditches around the villages, built bridges and moats in wetland areas, and cultivated large tracts of land. The site, dubbed Kuhikugu for the nearby lake of the same name, is incontestable proof that the Amazon was once home to a thriving civilization, and disproves any and all former theories that the dense jungle was inhospitable for complex societies. Whether Fawcett happened upon the site or not before he and his companions met their demises is unknown, but one thing is for certain, he'd undoubtedly be pleased knowing that the world has, at last, substantiated his claims. 
Since his disappearance in 1925, Percy Fawcett has become a legend of sorts in the realms of exploration and archaeology, as well as a captivating figure who not only helped to map the Amazonia region of South America, but who also dedicated, and ultimately gave, his life for the belief in an ancient civilization within the lush, verdant Brazilian rainforest. His own diaries and travel writings were published in the 1950s, and an excellent case study of his search for the lost city of Z was published in 2009 by David Gran of The New Yorker. The book was adapted for the big screen in 2016, bringing Fawcett full circle to the same medium as his fictional counterpart, Indiana Jones. We may not know what became of him or his companions, but we do know that he did not sacrifice in vain. With each discovery made within the Amazon jungle, his legacy continues to live on. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next Thursday and every Thursday for a brand new episode of the History Loves Company podcast, because history is shaped by all of us. This is Chester Sakamoto signing off. See you next time.